Welcome to this episode of your favorite interior design podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Stewart, interior designer, over-the-top maximalist, and firm believer that animal print, wind and well, should be considered neutral. This podcast is for anybody that has ever looked around their space and thought, this is shit. You deserve better. And through my eclectic career, including multifamily housing, hospitality, senior living, and high-end residential, I've learned that confidence is key. We'll be here each week with industry experts to share their experiences and motivate you to take action and create a space that feels good and makes you proud. I promise it'll be a little bit cussy, a lot sassy, and we'll have a ton of fun. Welcome to my About Me episode of the podcast. I'm Stephanie Stewart, your host, and I'm excited today to share a little bit of information about myself. What I did is instead of being boring and just giving you my whole life story, I thought that I would answer a few questions about me so that you can get to know me. The first one I wanted to answer is, what did I have for breakfast today? Let's start with the first things first. Today I had for breakfast what I usually have for breakfast, and I hope that my friends over at True Results Fitness in Peoria are listening because this definitely goes into my macros, is a cup of oatmeal with some Splenda and cinnamon and a little bit of almond milk, and then some scrambled eggs. I like to do two egg whites and one whole egg. So that's my breakfast, super exciting. When I'm not eating oatmeal and scrambled eggs, I'm usually eating scrambled eggs in a wheat tortilla because that's how I roll. Okay, super simple. My next thing is my favorite drink. Well, my question for you is what time of day? Doesn't really matter too much depending on if it's the weekend or the weekdays, but some of my favorite drinks are coffee. I drink hot coffee in the morning with a little bit of almond milk and throughout the day, literally all day long, I drink iced coffee with no sweetener and I usually go to Starbucks in a venti. Um, what else about me to drink? I love a vodka soda with a splash of lemon juice and a lemon and I also enjoy a good Prosecco on the weekends. So have a lot of fun with that. All right, let's talk about work. How did I get into my current line of work? Well, I mentioned I'm an interior designer and I have actually been an interior designer for quite some time. I've been an interior designer for about 18 years and I started my interior design career actually at San Francisco State University. I lived in California where I grew up and I started going to college to be a computer scientist. And that was back in the day. I'm actually going to date myself. It was in 1999, the 1900s for all you kids out there. And if anybody remembers what was going on in 1999 in the Silicon Valley in California, is that there was a big tech bubble burst. So I was listening and watching all of these grownups with computer science degrees and electrical engineers and mechanical engineers and all of these people that were highly educated and had tons of experience in the industry losing their jobs and being out of work. And I literally thought to myself, there's no future in computers. I'm going to change my career. Well, that wasn't true. However, I do feel fortunate that I did change to interior design. Back in those days, uh, computer science was more of programming and it wasn't even like the programming today, like HTML. It was much more challenging and there were backslashes and semicolons and colons and you know you would spend all night up late at night trying to figure out if your code was working and why it wasn't working and it was literally just a random colon somewhere so 
I decided that I wasn't going to have very much fun in my life sitting in a cube and doing computer programming and so I changed to interior design. Luckily, my first class was a color class and part of the class we learned about geriatric design. And it was really funny that that was introduced to me because a few years later, when I was later on in my career in college, I had already switched to interior design, I needed an internship. And I had, I was working full time, and so I hadn't been very diligent about looking for an internship. Plus, I needed one that was super flexible because, again, I was working full time and I was going to school full time. And I got down to the wire and my girlfriend was working for a firm that specialized in senior living. So I wasn't really sure exactly what that was, but I was lucky that I had a little bit of an introduction to it in my very first interior design class a few years prior. So I started working for a firm that specialized in interior design uh, for senior living and I actually fell in love with it. It was so much fun and if anyone knows me and has had a chance for me to share that that is one of my passions in interior design, besides wallpaper of course, but in senior living there's a lot of wallpaper so they kind of go hand in hand. But in senior living interior design you get to combine this really fun technical aspect of medical design and how things really have to function and work in their optimal way with residential design, which is where people don't really even know that the space is designed. It's just so well done and so comforting that you're working really hard on these challenges to create spaces that are clinical in function, but residential in feel. So I really enjoy senior living and that was my first internship it was my first internship in college, and then I kept that job I was hired on full-time now. I got started in interior design working in senior living, and I do that part of my work now. So, um, okay, so that is how I got into my current line of work. The next question is, what is my favorite state? Okay, my favorite state is Arizona. I currently live in Arizona, and I love, love, love it here. We've lived here, we meaning me and my family, my husband and two kids, we've lived here for about four years now. We moved here right before the pandemic and we just have had such an amazing experience here. We're so grateful that we moved from California to Arizona before the pandemic and we were able to enjoy the beautiful weather and outdoors and the culture here that was going on during the pandemic and also just it is hot but you get used to it. We lived in Utah for about 10 years before and when we first started our family and you know there's snow there so everybody has something different in their climate in utah it's nice because you have four seasons and that's really lovely because you can suit the kids up for the snow and just let them run outside and go play out the front door and you don't have to really worry about it there's enough snow in your front yard it's not like you have to trek out to the snow to go do it but you have here the heat and it's just like anything else in the snow you plan if there's going to be a storm you maybe eat out of the pantry and you don't go grocery shopping that day same thing here when it's super hot you either go first thing in the morning or you have your groceries delivered now now it's socially acceptable for everyone to have their groceries delivered before it was kind of uh, maybe bougie or you were a little bit lazy, I think, but now you just have them delivered and there's no big deal. So you don't really have to worry too much about it. You just go from air conditioning to air conditioning and everything's just fine. So my favorite state is definitely Arizona. 
Now, I might retire back to Utah because we also very, very much loved Utah, but uh, it might be nice to be a snowbird one day. So bopping back and forth between maybe Utah and Arizona, but definitely Arizona is my favorite state. What are my favorite hobbies or pastimes? Okay, interesting that you ask. I have a lot of hobbies and pastimes. My fun, one, one of the things that I love to do the most is to play piano. I really enjoy playing piano. I'm not good, but I really like playing piano. So as a grown woman last year, I took piano lessons, started going back once a week and you know, struggle through the kids' books and the the boring songs that are, you know, just kind of tinkering along, literally doing flashcards while I'm waiting in line so that I can try to learn how to read music again. But um, I did that for about a year and then I had to take a break. I'm not saying I'm quitting because I do definitely want to go back, but I got a beautiful baby grand piano that is 98 years old. I went up to Sedona for a retreat and I was telling somebody that I had started playing piano again and I was looking for a piano. And they said, oh, well, my friend is selling her piano. And I said, really? So the next day on the lunch break from the retreat, I went over to the lady's house and I fell in love with this old piano. My husband wanted to have it all restored back to its shiny new self and he wanted to get some big fancy Yamaha, you know, big black thing. But I wanted to have this old piano with this nice weathered patina. It's like a chocolate brown and it is pretty amazing. It still has the original ivory keys, which I know we have to treasure because we can't get them replaced or, um, you know, we'll have to redo the whole thing because you can't get individual pieces, but it is just beautiful and I love my piano. So everybody knows around the house when I'm playing piano, I am in a good mood and they definitely encourage mom to go play the piano. Another thing that I really love to do are crafts. So I'm gonna lump it in because this could get too long, but I like to do cross stitch, I like to knit, I like to crochet, I love to sew, I'm no good at garments, I am only 5'2 and I have to hem everything, so I'm really good at mending things and modifying them, but mostly what I sew are home goods. I like to sew pillows and curtains, uh, put tassels and trim on everything. Uh, maybe make some gifts for the holidays, but I really like to do those kind of um, homey and crafty things. Oh, and also stamping. I like rubber stamping and also metal stamping, jewelry stamping. So we have a pretty awesome collection in our craft room. There's no shortage of crafts to be done in our house. Okay, what else about me? Um, the next one is, when did you first start learning about your craft? Well, I think that I answered that already. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about me and my interior design background. I told you about senior living and that I love senior living. I have a background also in commercial construction and we put a big focus here on the podcast on construction because it is so important to me, again, to bop back to how things function and helping people really understanding what they need in the space and that we're not just putting lipstick on a pig. We're going to make sure that it functions for you. My dad is a contractor, residential contractor in California in the Bay Area. And so I grew up around construction and always, he was always flipping homes or, you know, buying homes to be rentals. And we were always heading out late after dinner, you know, with a Tupperware to bring my dad dinner because he was always working at a 
another house or his his next project and he would have us help you know change light fixtures or switch plates and definitely tearing down wallpaper we definitely did a lot of that so it is surprising even from having to tear down that old wallpaper in the 80s and 90s that I do love wallpaper so much but it doesn't hurt my feelings so I'm used to it I understand how it goes and if you don't like it you change it so if somebody buys a house and it has wallpaper yeah you're gonna have to tear it down or maybe just cover it up so you make the choice so wallpaper is no problem but I grew up around it and I've always been curious and interested in construction. So having the ability to work at a variety of different firms and different genres of interior design, I got to learn about large new construction projects like multifamily housing projects with 300 units. And you know, you get to do the clubhouse, which is kind of like a large residential space, but it's a hospitality space. So you get to have a little bit of fun with it. It's a little spicy flair. And you get to learn about what the demographic is of the space that you're designing. So you're kind of designing for a client, but you're really designing for an avatar. So that's one of the fun things about commercial design and getting to manage the projects from the commercial side and doing it from the very beginning. I love that. I love that about commercial projects. So I have done senior living, multifamily housing, Hospitality, working on hotel projects, those are fun too because you do one design for a room or maybe five different designs and it gets replicated over and over and over and over throughout the whole space. So you get to make a big impact with a smaller space. That one multiplies out in the square footage for sure. Um, and then residential. Residential design is always, you know, always around. There's always somebody you're doing their office or their project and, you know, they need their home worked on. And of course, it's so amazing these days after the pandemic how much everybody has really come to uh, I guess would really come to love their homes and appreciate what it's like to be in their homes as often as they are because we used to spend so much time at work and now a lot of people are working from home that people are really value their space and really understand how much better you function when you love your space and you're in a space that is functioning so residential has really come a long way for me and my perspective of how people perceive it as far as people really wanting to work on their spaces and be really excited about it um, other than just having a need right if you have you know some natural disaster at your house or you know you think oh my kitchen's so outdated it's not functioning anymore but now people are working a little bit more toward having things um, you know, a little bit ahead of time because they value their space. So that's just a little bit about me. I want to uh, wrap up with um, a little bit of how we work. We have another episode that talks about the process of interior design, but the first thing that we do with every client is we have a discovery call. So reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want to talk about design, if you want to have your space looked at, then we like to start with a discovery call. We get to know you, we get to know what you need, and we'll get to see how we can help you. So thank you for joining this episode and learning a little bit more about me and my interior design background and my personal background. And here is uh, cheers to another week. Thank you for joining us today. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to leave a five-star review on your podcast app. You'll be entered in our monthly giveaway for a special gift. Share this episode by taking a screenshot and sharing it on your favorite social app. And don't forget to tag us at Stuart Design Co. And let your friends know where they can get interior design support too. 
Remember, a year from now, you'll wish you had started today.